Mick Fury's idea to bring together exceptional people worked out great eventually, but his team needs a refill, you know, maybe some young blood. Nick Fury's Avengers program was a bit of a mixed bag. Asgard's sibling rivalry and Thanos' stone collecting were gonna happen regardless, and having a team ready to answer that was good planning. But then there was that whole Ultron thing and the Sokovia Accords. With so many dead, aged out or retired, it might be time for the youngins to come take over. The two biggest threats to Earth in the Marvel Cinematic Universe have been neutralized. Thanos was killed, twice even, with honors for the second outing coming courtesy of the man who has created more Marvel villains than anyone else, Tony Stark. Without Tony angering other resourceful industrialists and all the Infinity Stones gone, maybe Earth is safe now. Maybe the Avengers have done their job. Besides, the Celestials are waking back up. It's fine. We're fine. We'll all be fine. Just fine. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> nope, uh, don't like that. That was scary. Of course, there has to be an Avengers. Avengers movies have traditionally been the climax of every phase. But wait, who's left in the Avengers? Cap is retired, departs unknown. Tony can finally rest. Natasha made the big sacrifice. Vision isn't quite himself. Wanda's gone full Scarlet Witch, and that might be more of a problem than a solution. Hawkeye has some things to work out. Same with Spider-Man. He may not even end up in the same reality by the end of this. With armor wars on the horizon, it looks like Rhodey will be going the hero-on-the-run route that Cap and company did post-Civil War, and Thor is out finding himself in space. So who's left? Falcon got a promotion to Captain America, and Professor Hulk is still knocking around. In a deleted scene, he'd finally adopted to that superhero life. Doctor Strange really isn't an Avenger as much as he is the Sorcerer Supreme. That's its own thing. Captain Marvel's out gallivanting in space, as she does. The Black Panther has Wakanda business to attend to. The bench seems pretty darn empty. But don't despair, there is some hope in the development leagues. While a lot of heroes are motivated by the tragic death of a family member, Scott Lang gets a lot of his motivation from his very much not-dead daughter, Cassie Lang. Cassie didn't even do the kinda dead thing, living through the blip. The Cassie Lang of the comics followed in her father's variably sized footsteps, becoming the superhero stature. When Sam Wilson learned the tragic history of the search to replicate the super soldier serum, he met Isaiah Bradley and his grandson Elijah. Thanks to someone not really reviewing the files, Elijah got his uncle's call and became the hero patriot in the comics. While we catch up with Hawkeye in his upcoming Disney Plus series, we'll meet Kate Bishop, who took over for Clint in a popular series. America Gomez, aka Miss America, will join the Multiverse of Madness when Doctor Strange takes a spin through the multiverse. We'll also be introduced to Ironheart in an upcoming series, as well as Miss Marvel not only getting her own series, but a spot in the Captain Marvel follow-up, The Marvels. And then there's the tricky subject of Wanda's twins. Of course, they shouldn't be. Not just in the sense that they came into existence during a massive reality-shifting act of grieving magic, and going from babies to ten-year-olds in a single episode, but also in that just how detailed of a synthesoid is Vision. How could that work? The ink and paper versions of these characters had a similar identity crisis that took some turns that included Mr. Pandemonium using them for arms, which isn't at all disturbing. And then there's the whole Mephisto situation. Ah, Mephisto. His greatest trick is getting us to think he's about to pop up and stuff. Eventually, the twins were reborn not as twins, but they had the same powers. Chaos magic and super speed. Eventually becoming the hero's speed and Wiccan. That's a lot of young talent waiting in the wings. Just like when Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Captain America got films, it wasn't to start thinking that these mostly original Avengers, Captain America didn't join until later, were going to be in an Avengers movie. Well, that and Marvel told us that's what they were gonna do. There's another lineup just like that in the roster of youngins, and the name isn't even all that different. It's the Young Avengers. 
So who exactly are the Young Avengers? The story starts with a character we're set to meet in the events of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We've already met his comic book wife, Rovanna, in the Loki series. Kang the Conqueror will be menacing the tiny or the giant heroes in their upcoming second movie. Kang gets his kicks from, what else? Conquering. Once he's done all the conquering he can do in one reality, he skips through and does it again in another. You know what they say, find something you love. While Kang is aces at conquering, he's not great at some of his other decision making. One of those decisions was to go back in time and visit his teenage self, in hopes of impressing his younger self with his conquering status. Instead of impressed, he was horrified. So horrified, in fact, that he grabbed some vintage Iron Man gear and started doing his own time traveling. He was looking for the folks with the best chance of stopping Kang, the Avengers. The Avengers had their hands full with one of their own as Wanda's powers were threatening reality, as had been known to happen. A protocol activated that revived an older version of the Vision, who let the young Kang know about a protocol that would round up folks related to the Avengers in case of emergency, preferably ones that also inherited some of the superhero life with them. That protocol led young Kang to Eli Bradley, though he was looking for his uncle Josiah, who had inherited Isaiah's super soldierness. Josiah wasn't available, and so Eli volunteered, saying he got the serum through a transfusion and instead took an illegal mutant growth hormone, becoming Patriot. Billy Kaplan, the real boy that one of Wanda's children become, joined as Thor Jr. initially, before becoming Wiccan. Routing out the trio was Theodore Altman, whose background is even more complicated. Essentially, he's the product of a love affair between the Kree Captain Marvel and a Skrull princess. Wow. Naturally, a half-Kree, half-Skrull child was going to be a problem with the two cultures at war for millennia, so the princess hoofed it to Earth, hoping to raise the child with Marvel, but he had already died, so she just raised him as her own. He ended up on Vision's protocol, joining the team as Hulkling. While waiting out the arrival of Kang the Elder, they started taking missions, eventually adding Cassie Lang's stature and Kate Bishop's Hawkeye. Captain America, Iron Man, and Jessica Jones tried to bench the team ahead of Kang's arrival. Naturally, that didn't work, and the Young Avengers were able to send Kang back empty-handed. Cap and Iron Man were looking for parental permission slips to train the young team. Instead, Kate Bishop stole some stuff, and they found another headquarters while the new Avengers took Avengers Tower. And thus, the Young Avengers were born, just in time for the young Kang doing the Ironland routine, having to return to another reality to become Kang. Because time travel is super complicated. The team eventually added Billy's former brother Tommy, otherwise known as Speed, as well as Miss America, America Gomez. Cassie Lang eventually did a costume and name change to Stinger. A Kree super soldier experiment from another reality joined as Marvel Boy, as well as a mutant named Prodigy. Perhaps the strongest addition outside of the team being founded by a young Kang the Conqueror to stop an older Kang the Conqueror was the addition of Loki. Not just any Loki, Kid Loki. That's a lot of familiar faces, with some at least familiar face adjacent. Is all of that familiarity a coincidence? Kevin Feige, when asked about all these young Avengers popping up in Phase 4, and in his usual open and revealing manner, commented on their potential being endless. Always full of secrets, Kev. But he's not wrong about the potential. We know for sure that Kang the Conqueror will play a part in Quantumania. We know that because they announced it with casting and everything. Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft County will be doing the conquering. Just because he's menacing the Shrinky Dink heroes doesn't mean that'll be the last we see of him. Just like how Loki took his sibling rivalry global by trying to take over Midgard, that's Earth to the locals, forcing the formation of the Avengers so Kang could come back. Then there's the tricky issue of his wife, in some realities being the head judge of the TVA in Loki. Oh. The plot thickens. Will we see him do some time dance to impress his teenage self? Maybe not. 
but a power-suited replacement for Iron Man is in the works in the Ironheart series. Riri Williams makes her own power suit by reverse-engineering an old Iron Man suit. Nick Fury will be dealing with a secret invasion, which seems rude after all he did to help those refugee Skrulls. Apparently not all of them are on board with the whole we don't want war thing, but it could introduce us to a half Kree, half Skrull boy. In the Loki series, we were introduced to the world of alternate Lokis, but Loki has been known to alternate himself. Kid Loki was an attempt at a literal fresh start in an attempt to gain the trust of the people who rightfully do not trust him, not even a little bit. Our Loki variant from 2012 seems to be on track to a form of redemption and is the perfect place to come up with a very Loki-style plan for that. Maybe the resolution for Loki for the series is to emerge as Kid Loki. The real wild card, and it probably bugs Loki that he's not the biggest wild card, is Wanda Maximoff. She's on the verge of causing a lot of chaos in the MCU as her chaos magic unwinds. The last little scene from WandaVision, we know that she's not just going to let those kids go, even if they weren't real and she only knew them for a couple of episodes. With most guesses being that she'll go full House of M after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and it being tied to her trying to make her boys real, Wanda is on track to fill almost exactly the same role she played in the formation of the comic book Young Avengers, especially if her efforts result in Billy and Tommy being born to someone as real boys, even if they're not brothers. Wanda did say that no matter what happened, they'd always be brothers. If Wanda cranks up the crazy, it could tie up the Avengers, what's left of them. Then who would be around to save the world when Kang comes knocking again? The Young Avengers, that's who, the perfect ending to Phase 4 of the MCU. Or to use Feige's words, endless potential.